In this episode of I Can't See You, I'll talk about the fantasy football workshop from the New York Public Library. I'll tell you about a previous guest on this podcast who just released her first EP. And like hot dogs through the hourglass, these are the days of our lives at the Blind Bodega. From Studio B in Swarthmore, this is the I Can't See You podcast with David. It's like blind people for dummies. Hello there, and welcome to episode 191 of I Can't See You. My name is David, at David Benj on all the socials. I really do appreciate you listening to this episode, and I've got a few things to talk about. I'm going to try and keep it shorter than normal, much shorter, because I've already recorded it once, and as I started to edit it, I was not happy at all with it. So here's a redo. Let's call it take two. I'm going to lead off with the fantasy football workshop that we did at the New York Public Library uh, earlier in the week. Uh, at this point now, since it's Sunday morning at around 1 a.m., it's actually last week. But we had this workshop. It was pretty well attended for as niche as it was because it was basically focusing on fantasy football with accessibility in mind. So we went over the Yahoo app. We also talked about fantasy football itself. And of course, we let off the night. Brian played the draft video documentary from last season, which still cracks me up when I hear some of the things said in it by Nick and by Brian and by Janine. And of course, Janine, I love her team name the most, Buckeye Hairless Nuts. Uh, but it was a lot of fun to listen to that again. Still makes me smile when I hear it. And uh, I had a lot of fun doing it. This time we didn't get Zoom bombed. And uh, it, it was great because afterwards everybody had logged off and Nick and uh, Frank were there. And we talked for a little bit. We talked about the upcoming Laugh for Sight, which is held in New York on the 24th of October. I'll have more information once tickets go on sale. It's Brian's event that he has, uh, I guess he had it every year before COVID came, but there's a lot of great comedians that perform. They perform at the Gotham Comedy Club, which is very close to Jane's office. So I'm hoping that Jane will also come along. Uh, Liz and I are planning to go, and I was trying to convince Nick to go, and his girlfriend in the background, Edith, was all excited for it. So hopefully they will come down. Uh, they live in Montreal, so it's not around the corner for them. It's not too far for us, obviously, only a couple of hours away by car or by train. And I'm looking forward to that. And uh, while I'm talking about fantasy sports and Frank, Frank is actually going to be the commissioner this year of the Aubline Hockey League. And we are looking for a couple of teams for that. So if you're interested in playing fantasy hockey and you're blind or low vision, uh, reach out to me here at I Can't See You Podcast at gmail.com. I will pass that along to Frank. I was hoping to have Frank on this week, but my time has been brutally cut short with all sorts of other things going on. And uh, I'm hoping to connect with Frank tomorrow and have him on for next week's episode. I just didn't have time to do it today, and I'll get to that in a moment. Another thing that I wanted to talk about today was the uh, piece of equipment that I bought a week or so ago that I still don't have something to record onto because I thought it had a little bit of internal memory, but it does not. And it's called a Zoom H1N. And every time I say that, I want to say Zoom H1N1, but of course that's bird flu and we don't want to talk about any kind of illness, flu, virus, whatever. I'll put a link in the show notes. It's about a hundred bucks from Amazon. And 
I'm hoping to use that to catch some audio from when I'm out and about, whether I'm at the Blind Bodega, and boy, do I have a story for you there, or when I'm on the train, or when I'm walking somewhere in Center City, Philadelphia. Now, I don't walk too far in Center City, Philadelphia anymore. In fact, I'm not even in Center City, Philadelphia. I'm in West Philadelphia because I'm across the Schuylkill River. I walk across the street from 30th Street Station to the IRS building. And again, I'll get into that more in a little bit. (laughs) So uh, I was all excited to use it. And I hope to even have some transactions from inside the blind bodega, but we'll see what happens. I I haven't ordered the the memory card yet for it. Uh, But I'm excited to bring those to you. I was inspired by a podcast called I'm Moving to Italy. And Nathan, who does that podcast, he calls it Surrounding Sounds. I haven't come up with a name. So if you have a great name for it, please reach out. I can't see you podcast at gmail.com or 646-926-6350. Let me know what you think a great name would be. The third thing I wanted to get to, as I mentioned in the teaser, was someone who's been on this podcast and just released her first EP. And this is very exciting news. I'm talking about Jasmine Island, who won Believe You Can 2021. That was just last October when she was 13 years old. I'm not sure if she's had a birthday since then, so she's either 13 or 14. There's five or six songs on it. It's called Many Reasons. And I got an email from her dad, Mario, and he told me about it. So I gave it a listen through my uh, G-lady, let's call her, because she's just inches away from my mouth right now, and I don't want her talking up. (laughs) And uh, it's on Spotify, so if you look for the EP, Many Reasons, and Jasmine Island, you'll find it, and Island is spelled E-I-L-A-N-D. Three of the songs that are on the EP, she wrote herself, and those songs are Many Reasons, which makes sense since that's the name of the EP, Penny for Your Thoughts, and Soul. And uh, I thought it was really good. I was really excited to hear it. Uh, She is just at the very beginning of what is going to be a very long and illustrious musical career, I feel. So give it a listen. Again, many reasons. Jasmine Island. I'll put a link in the show notes to it on Spotify so you can check it out. And uh, I wish all the luck to her because uh, she has such an outstanding voice. So I'm really hoping that uh, she breaks big and it uh, doesn't have to be in a hurry because, again, she's only 13 or 14 years old now. So plenty of time for that, maybe by the time she's 18 or 20. <laughs> but good luck, Jasmine. I, I wish you all the best. Another thing I wanted to talk about was my iPhone Genius Bar appointment today. <laughs> and I've been having trouble, and this week it just went to a new low where it seemed like my microphone wouldn't even work. Couldn't place a call couldn't use Siri, couldn't dictate. And so I made a Genius Bar appointment. Actually, Liz made it for me, and we were going to do it that day. And I finally got the microphone to work. And I've been using compressed air to clean out the, uh, where you either put your earbuds or your, uh, you know, to charge it. And when we got there today, the guy said to me, uh, does the when you when you plug the stuff in, does it go all the way in? I said, well, I'm able to charge it. So yeah, I guess it does. And when he plugs something in, he said, that's not in all the way. I said, oh, it's not. And he recommended not using the compressed air, which other people have recommended to do because they don't want you, you know, taking a brush and cleaning it out because there's there's little pins in there that everything connects to and so forth. 
And by using a brush, you could break them and so forth and so on. So I'm guessing it was just a Fetzer valve that was the issue. And we'll move on from there. He said the phone would probably last until sometime when the new ones come out in October. And that's the only thing I needed to do is to last until October. Uh, at that point, I'll, I, I think I, it'll be four or five years that I have it. I don't remember exactly when, um, but it's time. But again, I don't want to get one now unless I really, really have to. So had a nice time at the Christiana Mall. Liz and I had some uh, Cheesecake Factory for lunch, uh, which was delicious as always. The trouble was both going to the mall and coming back from the mall, which is about 25 or 30 miles away from where we live, heading there, there's shore traffic for the Delaware beaches. And coming back, there was an accident on I-95 well above where we live. So it took us forever to get home. And I just, as I've said, there's 8 million things going on and it has just been brutal. This past week, every night that I came home from the blind bodega, I had something going on. Uh, a couple nights were podcasting events. One night was the fantasy football workshop. And one night was a meeting with a website client. And so after working all those long days, and, and again, I'm out of my house around 11 hours, a little over 11 hours a day because of the train schedules and everything else. So it was a rough week there because we had some new folks start and we had an issue with, um, what should we call her? Let's just call her Michelle since that's her name. She and I have butted heads off and on since I started. And for the most part, I will take the high road. I, I wouldn't get into it with her. She obviously has more seniority than me by a few weeks. She considered herself and Kirk called her an assistant manager. Remember, I took this to help Kirk out. He had trouble finding people. I took it to help him out and to learn about the BEP. I've learned about the BEP, and I know I don't want to have a business like Kirk has here. And actually, there's only three more weeks left or so of this business being Kirk uh, operated. It's going up for bids, and I don't know why they call it that because <laughs> no money changes hands, but that's what they call it. And once the new person is selected, then Kirk will move on. And actually, before that, Kirk will move on to a post office that's a distribution center. It's on Byberry Road in northeast Philadelphia, which is around, around 35 miles from here and not easy to get to by public transport. About two and a half hours if I wanted to go there. And I may go there a couple of times to see how it is, but I just don't envision traveling there every day because I, I just two and a half hours. And if the train schedule and bus schedule and whatnot don't line up to get me there, let's say I'm doing it at eight o'clock, maybe I have to catch the bus to get there by 20 minutes till eight or 20 minutes after seven. Like I do now, I get off the train at 640 and then I don't have to go to work. I don't start work until the earliest, 7.15, sometimes not even until 7.30. So there's a lot of downtime when I'm traveling and a lot of dead time. I can't do some things on my phone, but I certainly can't edit a website. Uh, I can compose emails, but I don't like to do business emails, as I've mentioned before, because of uh, dictating errors and 
uh, Emily Latella. I mean, if you know Saturday Night Live, you know how Emily Latella always heard things differently. That's my phone. And hopefully now that uh, she's had a little little day at this spa to get a little cleaned out, <laughs> maybe it'll be a little bit better. But so far, there are some things that are still going on with dictation that are not great. So this week at the Blind Bodega, and there's no good hot dog story, I'm sorry to say, started off for me on Tuesday because I had off on Mondays. And uh, I enjoyed that day off because I was able to get some things done and still not enough to not work when I got home. But I go in on Tuesday and Michelle and I are talking and there's some things said, again, nothing major that day. Well, evidently Michelle was short on Tuesday and said she doesn't want to be held responsible for being short because her cash drawer is open and anybody could go into it. I don't know if she was insinuating I took the $8 or what. Now, there's a tip jar in the in the business. And there was a day, the 14th of July, the last day she worked before she had COVID or before Kirk had COVID and then she got it a couple days later. I was there for three hours and in the tip jar, not only was there change, but there were some paper currency in there. I don't know how much, a couple bucks, whatever it is. When I came in the next time, which was the following Tuesday, after Kirk tested negative and Michelle was still out, there was no money in the tip jar. She was blaming me, maybe, for the $8 missing. I mean, there was nobody else in the store except for me and her and Kirk. You think Kirk took it? I don't think so. And I certainly didn't take it, like I said. So whatever, she became a diva and wasn't going to take cash. Kirk informed me of this on Wednesday morning while Michelle parked the car. And I don't know where she parked the car and why it took so long for her to come in. But Kirk was there at roughly 7.15. Michelle came in about a half an hour later. Now, she also did walk Jareth. And I've got a great picture of Jareth, me and him. Uh, from Wednesday. He is my favorite co-worker, <laughs> and it is a great picture of the two of us. He is a black standard poodle, and he is so cute and so excited when people come into the store. I mean, he's almost like a greeter, and people love him. Well, most people. Some people are deathly afraid of him, and it's funny because this dog is so friendly and so happy and not rambunctious like the dog sleeping upstairs here. And uh, I took another picture of him. He was laying down, and, and this happened also on Wednesday. Uh, he's laying down right in the middle of the sales floor. And so I took a picture of him. Well, evidently in the background, Michelle was doing the hot dog machine. And she said, did you just take a picture of me? I said, I did not. I took a picture of Jareth. He's laying there on the floor. Why did you take a picture of me? I said, I did not. If you're in the picture, then you're in the picture, but it wasn't meant for you. It was meant for the sleeping dog on the floor. And that kind of began our little back and forth that day. She then went out and took Jareth for a walk for a little bit. And that's fine. I get that. He has to go. I don't know if he needed to go on a 20 minute, half hour walk. Fine. Then she went and got lunch across the street at 30th Street Station where there is like a little food court. And that's where I go to Duncan every 
morning and they call me hot tea instead of David, but it's okay. It doesn't matter. They know what I want. They have it ready almost when I order it. Lately, I've also been picking up a sandwich for Kirk, uh, who asks me to get it. Then she came back from that and sat in the office for 15 minutes to a half an hour. Okay, I get it. You got time. You got, you got to eat. Now, mind you, I take about 45 seconds for lunch. Sometimes it's 30. Sometimes it's a whole minute. However long it takes me to take four bites of my crunchy peanut butter kind bar. That's what I eat every day. When the store is empty, I don't go into the back. I don't sit down. I haven't sat down in that business since the 8th of July. So when I go in on Monday, it will be over a month since I sat my ass in one of those chairs. Whether it's in the office or behind the counter, I have not had a seat. In fact, I haven't sat down from the time I got off the train until the time I got back up to the platform. One day I sat down in a, on a bench on the platform, but most times... The last thing my ass touches is a SEPTA train seat on the way in, and the first thing it touches is when I go home is another train seat. Wednesday, I worked around nine and a half or 10 hours. I don't remember what it was. From seven something until 5.45. When I questioned Michelle about leaving the cold box open, she was filling drinks into the uh, the drink box, and we have two, but as I've told you before, one doesn't work. So you're constantly having to fill it, especially as it gets busier, things are moving out of it. And I said, what happened with the cold box? It was left open for a few hours. You know, before you had left for taking Jareth on a walk, it was open, and then it remained open until somebody had mentioned it while you were eating lunch. It was still open, and I didn't even realize that. The drinks won't get cold or stay cold. Now, mind you, it was 93 degrees that day, so people came in wanting cold drinks. And you know what they don't get when you leave the door to the fridge open? Cold. So I went over and I fixed it after a customer told me about it. He thought it was broken. And I fixed it, and again, I mentioned it to her. Later on in the day, I had lunch. When no one was in the store, I didn't go in the back. I took my four bites of my kind bar and I drank my iced tea off and on for another hour or so. At one point, there was no one in the store. Wednesday night, I was having a Keystone Chapter Believe You Can meeting. So I thought, you know what? I haven't really had a minute to check. I'm going to go through all these texts that I got wondering if something was going on with the meeting that night or if there was some other problem. And after I checked for maybe a few minutes, I don't know how long it was, still no one in the store, Michelle was putting stuff up on one of the shelves and said, you know, you can clean. I said, yeah, I know, but Patsy's coming in. She's one of the new hires. She's coming in and she loves to clean. She's good at it and she wants to do it. But you're not getting paid to go on your phone. I said, I know, but you know what? The short amount of time that I take for lunch I'm, I'm using this time as a break. Now, I don't know how long I was on my phone, whatever, however long it was. The only other time that I'm not working is when I run to the bathroom, and there's three or four times a day, usually, during my shift, I go to the bathroom. It usually takes me a minute or two. Depends how long I can uh, get the sink to work to wash my hands. They're automatic. The soap dispenser's automatic. 
Again, it's a couple of minutes at, at most. So I felt like I had to, I could take a minute or two or five since no one was in the store. It was the first downtime. I figured I'm going to do it. On Wednesday, I had almost 300 transactions. Now that only counts the transactions at the cash register. That doesn't count how many times I went over to the lottery machine to pay out somebody who had a winning ticket. And we don't sell the lottery tickets from that machine. They have to buy it from the vending machine. So do the math. I was there for nine or 10 hours, whatever it is. And I had three, let's say it's, let's say it was 10 hours. That's 600 minutes. I had 300 transactions. And I was doing other things, making popcorn and so forth and so on. Michelle and I started to get into it. And I said, you know what? I don't have the luxury of sitting back in the office for a half an hour to eat my lunch. I don't have the luxury of going back there and just sitting down whenever I feel like it, like you do. I stayed up here and I waited on every customer that came up unless I had someone else up here helping with the transaction when there was a line around the store. It wasn't you that came up to help. It was Kirk, the operator of the business. Why you're such a diva and couldn't come up here to help, I don't know. But I was doing that, and now I deserve a couple of minutes to do something on my own. So don't talk to me about being, doing something that is while I'm on company time. And yes, it is. But if you take a 15-minute break, and I guarantee you that my three or four trips to the bathroom and my lunch don't even make up 10 minutes of that. I didn't get a 15-minute break that day, even with checking. So I don't want to hear it. And we went back and forth, and it was very unprofessional. For the most part, the store was empty. A couple of times, people came in to play the lottery machine um, and buy lottery tickets at the vending machine. We finished our little head-to-head, and I was angry. I was really, really angry. And I thought, you know, I am not going to make it to the end of this month with her. And at one point, I went into the back, and I went into Kirk's office. I shut the door. I said, listen, I'm not going to make it to the end of the month. It's just not going to happen with me doing all this and she's still getting on my back that I don't do enough. When I'm there, I hustle. If you knew me at the video store or at Salon Supplies and Interiors, you know how I hustle when I work. This week proved to me that I was right in saying, I never want to work retail again. I never want to own retail again. And I never want to have employees again. Because after Kirk and I talked for a little bit, and I'm surprised I was able to speak for more than a couple of minutes, because anytime I would go back into the office to talk to him about something, and more times than not, he would call me back. Michelle would ask me to go out back out onto the sales floor because she had to finish something much more important than helping customers. Load the cooler. And every time I went back out on the sales floor, within a couple of minutes, she was back with her ass sitting in one of the chairs in the office. And when I told Kirk that I wasn't going to last, and I said, I understand that she's more important than me. She drove him down. He lives in Allentown, which is about 65 or so miles away. He needs her. He doesn't need me. He could find someone else for the day. He could have himself and Michelle during the day 
and the two new hires that he wanted for at night from the four to close shift. And he said, no, you're a good worker, blah, 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 blah. And I appreciated that comment. And then I went back out because I think customers came in. Half an hour or so later, I don't remember, I, I lose all track of time in there and I could never tell you exactly what time it is because there's no windows in there, so there's no way of looking outside and seeing the difference in the sun and whatnot. I hear Michelle and Kirk having a discussion. And of course it was centered around me and Kirk saying for her not to go on her phone so much. And they're going back and forth and finally it sounded like she quit. I thought, oh, that's interesting. And I'm like, oh, that's bad because, again, (laughs) thinking about myself, without her, my Mondays off are gone. My Mondays to get other work done are gone. For the rest of the time that he is in this building, I am going to be there. And that also threw into doubt my rheumatologist appointment on Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, which I desperately need to go to. For one thing, the medicine that I started and I believe has caused the hypotony in my left eye is also not working. My hands are so swollen and sore, I can't bend them when I try to grab something like a bottle or a glass or my toothbrush in the morning. When I try to hold my toothbrush, I can't do it. It's so difficult to do without any kind of pain. And I almost dropped a dish tonight when I took it out and I bent my fingers too much and it hurts so much. But whatever. After our discussion with Michelle, she started to freak out and then threw the victim card by saying, you know, and I'm still getting over, I sat down all those times because I'm still getting over COVID. Okay, but you know what? I come in here every day and can't see anything. You don't know that for some reason. You don't think that I, you know, do I move too fast to make you think that I can see better than I claim to? I mean, she laughed at me on Tuesday when somebody brought a box of something up and I knew the only boxes that we had were these, this tuna dip with crackers or gobstoppers and bottle caps and things like that. And I said to her, the only thing I really know that feels like this is the tuna dip with crackers. She said, and she started laughing. She said, that's not tuna dip. That's an apple pie. We've had that at the other store. I said, I know that, but I haven't seen it here. And my vision is not as good as it was at the other store. And that was when I worked at Sixth and Arch. So back to Wednesday, I thought, oh my gosh, she quit, bad news, and, but she continued to work. And I heard them talking about something stayed at the end of the shift. She said she was going to stay to the end of the shift and, and so forth. And then he comes out of the office a little bit later and she's filling the soda cooler. And I guess she was also on her phone. And he said to her, get off your phone. She said, but I'm working. He said, get off your phone and just do the work. And then they had some more discussion. And he said something like, we can talk about it as we go back home or something like that. The way it worked, she would drive to his house, pick up Kirk and the company car, which I believe is a van. I'm not 100% sure. And then drive down to Philadelphia from Allentown. She also lives in the Lehigh Valley. She said, I'm not driving you home. He said, if you're not driving me home and going to leave me in the car stranded, get out now. And she did. So while I did not like her even a little, and 
she complained about everything. She was negative about everything and complained when I said to her, we're out of spicy sausage. You know, we need more spicy sausage. She said, how many do you have? I said, I just sold the last one. Her remark was, well, you should have told me when you were low. I said, I've been ringing people up constantly. I didn't even have a minute to go over there and look. I don't have the site that she has to just glance over and take a look and say, oh, we're running low, we're out. I can't do that. I have to physically go over there, walk around to the front, put my hand in and feel how many are there. She's only doing stuff on the floor, so why can't she walk over and take a look? She's too busy to do that. She won't take cash because she said she wasn't going to go behind the counter because she didn't want to be accused of taking money. But she accused others. So she's done. I'm working every day, every weekday until the end of the month. I'm not sure exactly which day at the end of the month. Uh, I'm hoping it's only 15 more days, and I, I'm not even quite sure how I'm going to make that because it's just completely turned my schedule upside down. Obviously, it's around 1 o'clock in the morning on Sunday morning, and I'm recording this podcast that I used to do on Thursdays. Used to publish on Thursdays or early Friday morning. I have an episode, I haven't completely edited an episode of White Canes Connect in about two weeks, and everything is just backlogged. Everything that I have to do is just backlogged. So we'll see what happens for the next couple of weeks. Uh, we've missed a chance to go to the beach. We were going to go down to our friend, our friends Jim and Barb uh, had invited us down in a couple of weeks on a Monday. Of course, that's done. That's not going to happen. So beach of the season is probably out. And, you know, that obviously makes me not happy. So, so we'll see what goes on the next three weeks. I'll tell you maybe more about my new coworkers next time. But I do appreciate listening to episode 191 of I Can't See You. Questions, comments, show ideas, ratings, or reviews, you can reach out 646-926-6350. You have up to three minutes to leave your name and town and whatever you've got to say. I'll use it in an upcoming episode. You can also reach out via email, I can't see you podcast at gmail.com. I can't see you podcast at gmail.com. Remember, if you want to join that blind fantasy hockey league, reach out. You do have to be blind or low vision. Reach out via either of those two ways. And if you want the show notes for this episode, you can go to I can't see you.com slash 191. Remember, I can't see you. Sounds like a whole sentence, but it's only seven characters long. I-C-A-N-T-C-U dot com slash 191. Thank you so much for listening to episode 191 of I Can't See You. Be safe, stay well, and I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the I Can't See You podcast with David. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And don't forget to share the podcast with your friends.